Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to Not Gonna Lie Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry. So I just want to thank you guys, starting off, for those of you who listened to uh, the first episode. It was actually the third most streamed uh, podcast on the streaming side. I use Messy FM. So thank you for everyone who listened and uh, gave feedback. It very much appreciated. And if you haven't heard the first episode, it should be, uh, if you go to my profile uh, on Messy FM, you should be able to hear the first podcast there. So uh, today I want to talk about the wild card weekend coming up, uh, the NFL playoffs. I want to talk about the DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard trade because they recently played tonight. And I want to finish with uh, Anthony Davis a little bit and talk about uh, what he's doing over in New Orleans. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So I want to start with the most obvious one uh, for those of you who know me. Uh, the Colts and Texans play this weekend. And I wholeheartedly have to say that I think the Colts are going to win. And there may be uh, a little bit of bias involved here, but I do have stats to back it up. So in two games that Andrew Luck has played uh, against the Texans this year, he's thrown for a total of 861 yards. So that's around 430 per game. And T.Y. Hilton has caught 314 yards. Of, of the balls or of the yards that he's thrown uh, which you know is a pretty pretty big on average it's around you know 300 or so but luck seems to be uh, very much able to manipulate and uh, take advantage of the Texans secondary which I think will be used to his advantage um, the Texans are playing at home uh, which you know being in front of the loud uh, Texan fan base will be a ad- big added bonus to them. But um, another thing I just wanted to point out is probably the weakest part of the Texans team is their offensive line. And the Colts sacked Deshaun Watson 12 times in those the two games that they played. So I think that if the Colts can get out and get under their air offense, uh, can get to Deshaun Watson, sack him, uh, maybe force a couple turnovers, uh, I think that they win this game uh, around four to seven points. Uh, and maybe even a game-winning drive by Andrew Luck. Who knows? Uh, the next game is the Seahawks and the Cowboys. So the Seahawks this season are the top rushing team, most rushing yards in the league, uh, thanks to Chris Carson, who was ranked fifth overall in um, total rushing yards this season, and having a mobile quarterback like Russell Wilson certainly helps as well. Uh, I'm honestly not sold on the Cowboys. I don't think that they are there in the playoffs yet I think they have potential to be a good team but it seems like they had a couple stretches where they almost got lucky uh, and everyone seemed to blow it out of proportion Uh, I think that the Seahawks win this game I think that Russell Wilson is dangerous no matter who he's playing no matter where he's playing Uh, and I just don't trust the Cowboys so I think the Seahawks maybe maybe seven to ten points I think they they take care of business pretty easily uh, the next game, Chargers and Ravens. So they actually played a couple weeks ago, and the Ravens won on the road. Uh, they beat the Chargers. Um, I think things changed around this time. Uh, I just don't think that that the Chargers will have difficulty stopping Lamar Jackson again. I think that having Melvin Gordon back will help them a lot. And the Chargers are good on the road. Uh, you know, So having having to play the Ravens in Baltimore will not be... Uh, much difficulty for them they 
They have beaten the Steelers, the Chiefs, and Seattle on the road this year. Uh, so I think that they, if they're able to figure out a way to limit Lamar Jackson on the ground, make him throw the ball, then I don't see any reason why they don't win because they're they're arguably one of the most complete teams in all of all of the playoffs. And uh, if they had anyone else practically in their division besides the Chiefs, they'd be hosting a game, not the other way around. And then the final game for this week is the Bears and the Eagles. And um, I'm very excited. I, I'm glad the Eagles made it. It makes for a really great story. I think it's cool that Nick Foles can come in again and lead uh, the Eagles back to the playoffs. But I think their, their journey stops here. Uh, I don't think necessarily that Mitchell Trubisky is uh, by any means a top quarterback in the league. Uh, I remember watching him when he played for North Carolina and he just missed, you know, easy throws and, and things like that. And his decision-making's gotten better. He's able to make plays on the ground. I think that he is a good quarterback. But I just don't think that he um, is up there in that elite level. But luckily, I don't think that it's going to be much of an issue because um, he can rely on Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, that amazing defense led by Khalil Mack. Uh, and I just don't think the Eagles can do it again. Uh, I think their run was great. But I also think that they um, they they're older this year. They're not as they're not you know it's a it's a different team. It's not the same team. They have injuries. They're not you know it it just doesn't. I mean it, it feels great. Like if they were to go back and prove me wrong and win this game and go back to the Super Bowl, I mean I wouldn't be mad. I think that's a great story. I think you know that's sort of the things that the NFL and any sports fan really lives for is watching that underdog make a big run. But. Uh, in my opinion, I think that they are going to probably lose by about uh, maybe 10 points, maybe 14. I don't th- I don't think it's going to be as close as people are predicting it is. So, yeah, so those are my picks for the uh, wild card weekend. Uh, be sure to hold me to them and, and see how I do. So switching gears here, I told you we'd talk about more than just um, the NFL. So let's switch gears. So last night, uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs – oh, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors – played uh DeMar DeRozan and the Spurs it's you know obviously it's still taking a little get a little bit for me to get used to uh the Spurs won last night pretty handily uh DeMar DeRozan averaged a triple double Kawhi was was decent but DeMar DeRozan definitely outplayed him so I kind of want to discuss a little bit um who who I really think won that trade and um if I had to you know throw it out right away if I had to give a, a judgment based off of what I've seen so far and what I think is going to come I would have to say that the uh the Spurs won that trade so uh, obviously the uh Raptors have the better record than the Spurs there's no question about it the Raptors are doing great this year 28 and 12 uh while the Spurs are 22 and 17 uh they're the seventh seed in the Western Conference the Raptors are the second seed in the Eastern Conference um I think Kawhi Leonard's playing great. He's playing at the MVP level. Um, but I think that, you know, there's there's a lot more to consider than just the, the two top players that swap, swap teams. So uh, for those of you who don't know what was all included in the trade, it was Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green sent to uh, Toronto for um, Jakob Pertl, DeMar DeRozan, and a first-round pick going to the Spurs. Now, uh, Danny Green is obviously a great 3 and D player. He may be, you know, the definition of a, a 3 and D player. 
Um, and he's been a great addition to them, and he's played you know meaningful minutes. He's averaging about 10 points or so. Um, Jakob Pertl is a solid big man for the Spurs. He's a great supplemental piece. Um, and obviously having a first-round pick is good. We've seen um, teams in the past you know, be able to uh, make make a lot happen with a first-round pick, uh, like, you know, that Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets trade. Um, but the main reason why I think the Spurs won that trade is because DeMar DeRozan is in San Antonio, and he's going to stay in San Antonio. Uh, he's got a couple years left on his contract, so it's not like he's going anywhere, and he's not making big news about hating it in, in San Antonio or wanting to leave. And if I was him, I'd, I'd feel the same way. I think um, I think that having Popovich is a, a great a great way to prolong your career, a great way to get the most out of you. Um, and I think that we don't know where Kawhi Leonard's going to be uh, because we know there's been tons of rumors about him going to L.A., about him playing for the Clippers, about him playing for the Lakers, about him, you know, uh, finding a different spot at the end of the season, um, and we don't have that same certainty. So, can you really say that um, the Raptors do win this trade just based off of the fact that uh, you know Kawhi Leonard plays for a year? Maybe they make a deep run. Maybe they go to the finals. Maybe they win the finals. Uh, and but Kawhi Leonard still leaves. Is that are you really are you willing to risk um, all of that for one year for maybe a chance at a title? Um, but just losing that player in free agency in the the following summer. So that's a lot to think about, but that's my opinion with that. Anthony Davis. Uh, I I love Anthony Davis as a player. He's so fun to watch. He's so exciting uh, to uh, follow, and he's putting up monster numbers. He had a 34-26 and game last night, which was, or a couple nights ago, which is crazy. You don't, you know, you don't you don't you don't hear about that sort of thing very often. Uh, this season he's averaging 29, 13, and four, which is amazing. Um, but yet the the Pelicans are struggling. Pelicans are 17 and 22. They are second to last in the Western Conference. And I know the Western Conference is a very uh, compact, you know, division. They're they're technically only nine and a half out of first, four and a half out of a a playoff spot. So there's not a lot of ground to cover. But it just it seems like it seems like the Pelicans of old, but it's not. Like they're they're a better team. This is arguably the most complete team that Anthony Davis has ever had, and yet they've been struggling with injuries. Miritich has been out for a couple weeks, um, but you've got guys like Etwan Moore, you've got Drew Holiday, you've got Julius Randle, um, you know, and you've got that sort of so supporting cast around the that you really never had before on your team, but yet you're still struggling, and it kind of it kind of worries me that he's not as as great as we think we are that yes he can fill out the stat sheet yes he can he can put the team on his back to an extent but he's he doesn't have that it factor where he's able to single-handedly lead a team to wins and I think that's where because I I used to, I was I'm still very high on Anthony Davis I think he's a great player but I think you kind of have to take a step back and if he's not able to do uh, those things on a consistent basis and be that guy then if I'm him, I really do start to entertain those trade offers because if I'm not able to do this, then I need to get paired up with somebody else. Uh, you know, I need to I need to pair up with a guy like LeBron. I need to pair up with a guy like Giannis. I need to go. I need to go to Boston and, and play for Brad Stevens. Um, I need to go to the Clippers. I need to you know pair up with you know convince Kawhi to sign there and we take the league by storm in Los Angeles uh, with the other team. 
Uh, I just, I, I really don't know. I don't really feel like there's a lot that he's able to do right now. It just seems like he's kind of hit this wall and he's going to waste his prime years trying to put it together with a team, with a with an organization that isn't going to give him that that um, complete team plus that second star. Because I think he's gotten either or in his career. He's either had DeMarcus Cousins or he's had that great complement of fully uh, fully filled out guys. And they did it last year. That's the thing is maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe injuries have just come upon them. And when Miritich comes back, they're going to be uh, they're going to be just fine. But if I'm Anthony Davis, I really start to consider uh, do those um, those options of of where uh, where I might go to get that that full team with that second star. Uh, and then finally, I just want to end with the uh, Rockets and Warriors game last night. So I'm sure most of you either saw the game or saw the the memes that came from it. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, in overtime. As time was winding down, Kevin Durant, you know, took about three, four, five steps out of bounds and threw the ball in bounds. But for some reason, um, it was called in. Uh, there was definitely various uh, bird box memes going around of of uh, you know the officiating this season, and um, but unfortunately, the uh, Rockets did pull out a win regardless of the bad call by the ref off of a late uh, three pointer by James Harden. And that kind of brings me to my next point. Uh, are are the Rockets back? Uh, is James Harden back? And what can we expect from the Warriors in the rest of the season? So uh, there's no question James Harden's been having an insane stretch. Something like uh, 10 or 11 games of 30-plus, um, doing at a level that most people don't. Uh, and it's not just... There was a lot of speculation or a lot of... A lot of critics that are saying that he's getting it done from the free throw line, but he's getting it done other spots too. Uh, I remember when they played the Boston Celtics, he um, it was in the first quarter, and he, he was questionable with a calf injury, but yet he still played. And he scored about 15, I think, in the first quarter. But it was four threes where he just went iso on, I think, three different defenders. It was Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, um, and then Marcus Smart, I think. Uh, where they played great defense, had a hand up in his face, but he just drained it. Um, and I think that, that the fact that James Harden kind of recognized that he has to uh, rise to that level and he has to um, be at a certain standard when, when Chris Paul's gone, I really do like to see it. Uh, I know he had a, a slow start to the beginning of the season, but he's really begun to pick it up and... Um, Apparently, he is now the new NBA MVP favorite, uh, according to uh, the betting books. So, and that makes sense. I mean, I think that there is a lot of speculation as to who gets MVP, and you know, you don't go back to back years, and you give it to a guy who's kind of come out of the of the reins a little bit, like with previous years and Russell Westbrook, and and uh, I mean, even go back as far as Derrick Rose. Um, but I, I do think that he has a really good chance, especially if he's able to do this at this level. He's doing uh, what I was saying that Anthony Davis is not able to do and carry the team. Um, I think he's put them on his back, and he's pulled out some some great some great wins in a couple of stretches here. Um, you know, he's taken he's taken out teams like obviously the Warriors. He's he's taken down the Celtics. He's taken down the Thunder. He's taken down uh, the Spurs. Uh, the Lakers, uh, so he's he's doing it at a high level. 
Um, but for the Warriors, it seems like um, as much hype as they normally get, it seems like they've been largely disappointing. And disappointing is a relative statement. I mean, they're 25-14. and 14. They're second in the West. They're still a very great team, and they're still waiting for DeMarcus Cousins to come back, uh, which will... Uh, which will certainly uh, help them at least a little bit. I, I don't know how how he will gel with them and how he'll get it going, um, but it seems like just the Warriors as a whole um, are are struggling. I, I know Steph's been hurt. Uh, Kevin Durant put up some insane numbers while he was gone, but they were still losing. Uh, Draymond is struggling. Clay is struggling. Um, I don't necessarily want to sound the alarm yet, I don't think that that I, I'm not, I mean I'm never gonna doubt the Warriors. They're you know they're arguably one of the greatest teams ever assembled. And once they get Demarcus Cousins, another uh, floor spacing big. I well I remember saying last year is that the missing piece for the Warriors is a rebounder. And then in the offseason they go out and get a rebounder who can also shoot threes. So uh, you know I think that you have to kind of take a step back um, and. Maybe right now they're not the best team playing like the best team in the West, but come June, I mean, there's, I'm not going to bet on anybody else making it over them. It just seems like they're going to end up in the finals eventually. Um, and if they can make it through the West, you know, it seems as if uh, they should be able to make it past the East. I don't know. You know, there's, there's the Bucks, there's the Raptors, there's, you know, the Celtics. Um, you have to throw them in there too. Um, but I think that, you know, the Warriors are struggling right now, but they will get it together. All right, well, thank you so much, guys, for listening again. I uh, really appreciate it. Also, uh, just another another piece, my uh, Twitter for my podcast is now up. So uh, if you want to follow that, I'm going to be posting uh, all of my, all the podcast stuff through there. Um, so all the information will be there, as well as um, different just sports nuggets that come to my mind or analysis that I just kind of think of while I'm watching games. So if you guys do want to give it a follow, it's at PodcastNGL. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys, for listening.